What's up, everybody? Hope everybody had a great weekend. A little bit more entertainment today. Um, this show is 90% sports, 10% entertainment, like music, movies, TV shows. Today is going to be kind of, well, it's, not, it's still 90% sports, 10% entertainment. A lot of the episodes are going to be 100% sports, zero entertainment. Depends on the time of year, depends on what's going on. Starting off with entertainment today, and this is more of a small reaction show. It's not a major show. I'm, I'll be surprised if this episode goes 30 minutes long, but we'll see. I um, just kind of want to re- react to DC's Fandom, um, which is a virtual, at least I think it's virtual. Kind of goes through all the upcoming DC projects, DC Comics projects, I should say. They introduce Black Adam, or the first look at Black Adam. Um a villain in the DC comics, his main arch nemesis is Shazam. Um, Black Adam will be starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, comes out next July. That movie looks really good. He was kind of teased in the Shazam movie in one of the post credit scenes, I believe, or at the end of the movie, I don't remember. Um, the next up was the Flash TV show. So there's a problem with the CW's DC shows. I'm not going to knock them for productions because it is just a TV show. They're not going to be great like a movie. But you expect them to be a bit better. But with The Flash, they've kind of gone through a lot of different costume changes with The Flash himself, Grant Gustin's character. Um, they're finally adding the gold boots to The Flash's costume for this upcoming season. I believe it starts in November... I want to say the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, I believe. I'm not exactly sure, but it's the last Tuesday, November. So, that was, yeah, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um... Looking forward to that one. I love the show. The writing's not great. I've talked about it on here before. The writing's not great, but it's still The Flash. Probably my favorite character in DC, just like Spider-Man's my favorite character in Marvel. Next next one, they kind of, we had like a behind-the-scenes look with Jason Momoa. Uh, I hope I'm saying his last name right there. I don't know if I said that right. Um, with, uh, we, got a second, we got a look at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. The second Aquaman movie coming up, that will be a good one. And for you video game lovers out there, specifically comic book video game lovers, I am one of them. We got a look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That's the name of the game. Apparently, it is part of the Batman Arkham series, which is really head-scratching, but we'll see how it goes. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I know they dropped it, so we'll look at that. Next one is Peacemaker TV show start coming out on HBO Max in January. Starring John Cena. He has turned into a really good actor, by the way. Not an all-time great, not an Oscar-winning one, but pretty solid actor for the movies he does. He was pretty good in Trainwreck, which apparently the movie was a train wreck. Um, was pretty good in Fast and Furious 9. I watched that not too long ago. And I really liked him in the Suicide Squad movie. So we'll, we'll see how this goes, but I'm excited for that. Again, it comes out in January on HBO Max. Next one is The Flash Movie, which is confusing. Sorry, I needed a drink of water there. Which is really confusing with a TV show, but if you separate it, it's not so confusing. They're kind of going over the multiverse in this, which there's a multiverse in every comic book series, or every... and Marvel and DC, I should say. And this one's going over that. You're going to have a lot of the uh, former Batman in that. Um, You're going to have Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, I think Christian Bale, and you're obviously going to have Robert Pattinson, I believe. I'm not sure yet. We'll get into that in a second. And 
we got a look at or an announcement. I don't know if it was a look at or an announcement. We got an announcement about the Blue Me- Blue Beetle movie, which again is one of my favorite DC characters. I believe it's my brother's favorite DC character, DC hero. That will be a good one. Um, we got to look at here's this is what I was talking about earlier, the video game Gotham Knights, where it has the Red Hood uh, version of Robin, Nightwing, and there's another one I can't remember. Apparently, that's not a spinoff of the Arkham series, the Batman Arkham series video games. There was four. At the end of the last one, Bruce Wayne apparently dies or goes off into the night. And at the beginning of this trailer for Gotham Knights, you see Bruce Wayne saying, if you're seeing this, I've died, and announcing it to the Gotham Knights. Which makes doesn't make sense that it's not a part of the Arkham series. I mean, I guess you can act as if it is, but we'll see. Technically, it's all DC, so who really cares, right? We got a look at Shazam, the second movie of Shazam. I don't remember what it's called. We got a look at a second trailer at the Batman, which has Robert Pattinson. He is most famous for the Twilight movies, which a lot of people are like, I don't know if this is a good pick, but he's a good actor. Ignoring how bad the Twilight movies were, which I like vampires, werewolves, all that. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this comic book type stuff. But the Twilight movies were not great. The acting was not great. The only thing I could take positive out of those was the vampires and werewolves themselves. That's it. And Robert Pattinson, he probably made those. He probably carried those movies. He's a good actor, whether it's drama or action. Hasn't done a lot of action, so we'll see how he does. And the Batman, they're calling it the Batman. I believe that comes out in January. I don't remember when that comes out. I'll look that up here in a second. And then we got an announcement of Wonder Woman 3. That will be a good one. Gal, Gal, I don't remember her name. Gal got it, I think is her name is. Anyway, she's the one who plays Wonder Woman. That will be a great one. Both movies have been great. 1984, Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't great, but it was still pretty good. Looking up the Batman now, when that comes out. 2022... March 4th, 2022, so that was a couple months off. But, got to look at that. Marvel, I haven't looked into this, going on in Marvel now. They push back a lot of their movies. Next one coming out is Marvel's The Eternals. That will That's still coming out on time, November 6th. And then Spider-Man No Way Home, December 16th. That's still coming out on time. But they push back a lot of their movies. I know there's a strike going on that I'm not familiar with. And there's something else going on as well. Um... I think it might just be the strike. I don't remember exactly what it's about. I'll look that up and kind of go over it in the next episode or Friday's episode. Um, But let's go to sports. I have two rules when it comes to sports. I don't talk trash. It's bad luck to me. It it really is. I will, I mean, I'll talk some some trash here and there, but I won't go overboard. It'll just be kind of fun. Like, oh, Chiefs are going to wax the Titans this weekend. I won't say that because that's bad luck. And it makes me look bad if the Chiefs get their get their doors blown off them by the Titans. Even if I predict the Chiefs to lose and make it look close and they get blown out like they did against the Bills, it makes me look bad. Now, everyone's wrong. Everyone predicts something and sometimes they're wrong. But I just don't like talking trash. Like I said, it's bad luck. Um, and then the second one is, and these are for me personally, I ha- I refuse to hate sports teams. There's too much hate in this world when it comes to political parties and political divide. Sports have no room for that. 
Sure, rivalries are fun, but there's no room for there's no room for it. I don't hate the Raiders, Chargers, or Broncos. I don't hate the White Sox, Tigers, Twins, or Indians or the Guardians. Now, I don't hate them. I don't hate the Texas Longhorns as much crap as I give them behind closed doors. I don't hate them. I don't hate the Kansas Jayhawks. That's Chiefs, Royals, K State. Um, I don't hate them. So why would I? There's there's no reason to hate. In sports. There's a point to this. I'm going to get into that in a second. I wanted to go over DC, Marvel, and then my two rules when it comes to sports to start off the show. So as I said, I had a point to my rules for sports, or why I said those things. Jordan Grunewald, as we all know, used racist and anti-gay slurs in emails dating back almost a decade, finding this out in an FBI investigation investigating the Washington football team, Bruce Allen and Dan Schneider, and there are emails sent from John Gruden to Bruce Allen and others, again, containing racist and anti-gay slurs. It was right that he had to leave. Um, You can't do that. I don't care if you're joking. I don't care if you're angry. There are certain things you can and can't say, especially to a work colleague in an email. I've said that before. And as you know, the Raiders are a Chiefs rival. I don't hate them. I'm not going to... Trash them. Sure, jokingly, I'll trash them. But, ah, Raiders lost. Eh, they're not beating the Chiefs. Obviously, sometimes I'll do that. Sure. Um, I feel bad for them with what they just went through. According to multiple sources, I can't even nail down one. Wall Street Journal is one of them. Pro Football Focus is one of them. Um, According to them, and I'm not going to directly quote them. I don't want to say any, I don't say the wrong thing. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just reading a link. The NFL knew about these emails at back as late as June or as early as June 2021. Why did they carry this out now? And why is there 600,000 more emails supposedly as to what? 600,000 more emails. NFL saying, oh, no, nothing else. There's nothing else to see here. John Gruden was the only one that did anything wrong. Yeah, right. Either Washington, Bruce Allen, and Dan Schneider are real big POSs like everyone thinks. Or everyone in the league, when it comes to GMs and owners, have made jokes like that. Have made comments like that. And everyone would be in trouble and the NFL would be in big trouble. So if that's the case, I don't know where this goes from here. I just wanted to point that out. This whole situation is BS. 
no, this does not mean I feel bad for Gruden. No, this does not mean I think that way. I talk that way. Um, this isn't me condoning anything. This is me calling out the NFL. I love football. Can't stand with the way the NFL runs sometimes. Love football. The league, not so much. I love the Chiefs. I love the Packers-Bears rivalry. I love seeing Tom Brady play. Always been a big fan of guys like Brett Favre and Peyton Manning. Bill Belichick and Andy Reid are some of my favorite coaches of all time. But the league itself, man, it shoots itself in the foot quite a bit. And it shot itself in the foot big time here. I don't know why they won't release anything. I don't even want to get into it. I'm just kind of reporting here to an extent, giving you my opinion on it, how mad I am about it, how confused I am in on it. If somebody else knows something outside of what I've seen, let me know. And obviously I'll give you all the credit in the world for it. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing here, but let's kind of keep this more positive. Let's get into reactions. First off, college football. There's not a lot I want to talk about except Alabama did what I thought they would do. Texas A&M did what I thought they would do. Iowa. So apparently unless... Unless they're facing a team whose quarterback goes down, they're getting beat. Lost to Purdue. I believe it was 23-7. to Yeah, the defense is fine. Offense, not so much. I don't know why that college can't recruit quarterbacks, but it's going to kill them in the end if they can't. And Alabama, they did exactly what I thought they would do and blow out Mississippi State 49-9. I mean, Nick Saban usually doesn't... I I don't want to look into this right now, but has he ever had back-to-back losses in his time at Alabama? Maybe early in his time there, but late... Lately, has he? Because I don't think he has. Texas A&M, I said if they didn't win this game or they didn't look dominant, they should kind of just throw the season away and they look dominant winning 35-14. to 14. Just control the game from start to finish. Looked great. Oklahoma State controlled the game for the most part. Well, towards the end, Texas kind of had another. Another rough day ahead by a certain amount of time uh, ahead after so much time. And Oklahoma State just pulled away, winning 32-24. Texas can't stop turning the ball over. Defense kind of can't stop anything when it matters most. They're not great in the clutch. Um, Kansas State football, by the way. Coach Kleinman, I'm not so sure if the little apple should be as high on on him as I have been and as they have been. Kansas State still has some good players. A really good defense. The defensive line is kind of banged up right now. But... His first year with Schneider's players, Bill Schneider's players, there's always this thing with college coaches. The first year is like, how are they going to do with players that aren't necessarily guys they recruited right off the bat? 
And Coach Kleiman didn't do, didn't do a bad job his first year. Didn't really do horrible his second year, but they kind of fell off after starting 3-0. and Like this year, they fell off after starting 3-0 and and just couldn't get anything going against Iowa State. Skylar Thompson's a good quarterback. Deuce Vaughn's not a bad running back. But other than that, the receivers aren't that big. Malik Knowles, Phillip Brooks, they're good, but they're like... Sorry, you can't have two Tyreek Hills out there. No, they're not Tyreek Hill, but they're the size of him. A bit taller, but no explosiveness. Philip Brooks and Malik Knowles have explosiveness on special teams. On offense, they can't get anything going. Climbing has good defense. Offense, not so much. Really kind of needs to dig deep in this next recruiting process and look for those bigger-bodied receivers that can make a play downfield. Now, Big 12 isn't really known for that. They don't get a lot of those, but... As much as they can. Yeah, Kansas State has Jordan has had Jordy Nelson before. There's been others, but anyways. I'm gonna go uh, go on to the MLB playoffs real quick. How about Atlanta? But there's one complaint with Atlanta. They're leading two way in the series right now. No game tonight, travel day. They go to LA tomorrow night. Tomorrow, five Eastern. Why? What is it with Atlanta teams and Georgia teams? Now, I'm not going to knock the Braves right now. They're handling the Dodgers right now. Walk-off style, two nights in a row. What is it with Georgia teams? Georgia Bulldogs a few years ago. Great season. Lost at the last second to Alabama. Atlanta Falcons. They've been to four NFC championships, won two of them. Go to the Super Bowl. Get blown out by John Elway and the Broncos. And there's nothing wrong with losing to John Elway, one of the goats of his generation, one of the goats, one of the greatest of all time in that generation. And again, there's nothing wrong with losing to Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. A lot of people have. But it is when it's in come-from-behind fashion, 28-3 to with a whole quarter to go. I understand if you let him come back and get in the game, but man. And the Braves last year, they had a 3-1 series lead. They lost. I believe it was 3-1 series. Maybe it's two one, and I, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. And they lost. Atlanta sports desperately needs one of these bigger four teams, or technically a bigger three. They don't have the big four. They have MLS, Atlanta United. I know they won the MLS Cup a couple years ago. However, it's not necessarily the same thing. In ten to fifteen years, an MLS Cup win will mean something, but not just yet. Anyways, I hope the Braves win this series because it's an underdog team. Same with Boston. Watching Boston Astros right now. I'm not actually doing my name typical Monday Night Football, Monday Night Raw on one TV, uh, Monday Night Football, game three of the ALCS between the Red Sox and Houston. Red Sox on fire. Nearly won game one. Houston kind of came back, ended up winning, I think it was five to four. In Sunday's, sorry, Saturday's game, Boston hit two grand slams. Won the game nine to f- six, nine to f- five. Anyways, two grand slams and then a grand slam tonight. Three grand slams in the ALCS. ALCS. 
I want to say that's a record. I'm going to check into that right now. So this is kind of one of those freestyle podcasts where I'm just kind of going off, doing my thing. Yeah, first team and postseason history with that many in a single series. Grand Slams. So yeah, Red Sox just made history. It would be great to see a Red Sox versus Brave World Series. Kind of two underdogs no one expected this year. Well, Braves are kind of expected, but with their injuries and all that, no one expected this. And then the Red Sox, no one expected them to be even... No one expected them to be bad, but no one expected them to be in the ALCS right now. So we'll just leave it there. So first off, I want to apologize. In my first segment, I didn't realize when I took a drink of my water, I had that much noise in the background with the ice. I apologize about that. But anyway, starting off with Chargers versus Ravens. Lamar Jackson has checked off a box every single year. First year was, oh man, he's a little small and he's put on some weight. Puts on 20 pounds. Oh man, he can't really get the ball downfield that much. Starts getting the ball downfield. Can't win a playoff game. Won a playoff game. Can't beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. He beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The only other box he really needs to check off is at least getting to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying win it. Chiefs got lucky with Mahomes checking off a lot of boxes those first couple years. And I shouldn't say lucky. They're they're a great team, but Chiefs fans should be thankful. Now, Chiefs were also punished for 50 years with bad quarterback play on and off. No offense to the Alex Smith, Trent Grange, Joe Montana's, and Lynn Dawson's of the world. And even Tyler Thigpen out of that whole bad quarterback carousel. You know how Cleveland had 15 years of that? 16 years of that? Almost 20? Well, Chiefs had maybe 7 or 8, where it was just Brady Croyle, Matt Castle, Brady Quinn. Tyler Thigpen was in there, but he was actually pretty good for what we had to deal with. So, Anyways, Lamar Jackson has checked off a box every single year. Just blows out the Chargers. 34-6. It wasn't even a good game for Lamar. I think it was 168 yards passing. One touchdown. Two interceptions. Which leads me to believe maybe Chargers aren't that great. Good, but maybe not great. Brandon Staley is a good coach. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. They got a good roster. However, the defense isn't isn't panning out like everyone thought. Their rush defense is the worst in the league. Worse than the Chiefs. Worse than the Seahawks. Um, because if you think about it, if it weren't for Mahomes throwing that bad interception at that last minute of that Chiefs game against the Chargers on that second to last drive, or if Pringle doesn't drop that ball, I'm not, I'm not trying to play a what if game, but if those two things don't happen, and Chiefs from that Chiefs are four and two leading the division, and Chargers are three and three right now. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I I still think they might be a great team. Everyone gets blown out once in a while. It happens. On years, Patriots have won the playoffs with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and all those great defenses. There are games that got blown out, so I'm going to pump the brakes on that. No, the Chargers aren't 
Belichick, Brady, and the Patriots, but I'm just making an example. Next game, Bengals versus Lions. Lions are the best bad team in the league right now. I know they haven't won a game, but they are in games. They've got a good head coach who really cares. They got a good they got a decent roster. Not a great one. I don't think Jared Goff is the quarterback right now to win to win them anything. I don't think Jared Goff can get him that next step. He he tried with the Rams. All that talent couldn't do anything. Now, the Patriots had a great defense uh, that game in the Super Bowl, but you still got to put up more than three points. I don't care who you're facing. Got to do better than that. And with Dan Campbell, Motor City Dan Campbell, I'm sorry I'm stealing Pat McAfee's thing there. Uh, MCDC, well, it wasn't Pat McAfee's thing, but he's the one that kind of rolls with it more often. MCDC kind of calling him out, saying Jared's got to play better, Jared's got to do better. He's not putting his best effort right now. That's... That's a real eye-opener there. Hopefully that kind of wakes up Jared Goff for this team. Um, And Joe Burrow, the other quarterback, is looking more and more like an all-pro. Didn't even play perfect and still put up 34 points. He's getting more and more into one of these top AFC quarterbacks with the likes of Mahomes, Herbert, Lamar, Allen. Like He's getting up there. Colts and Texans... If it weren't for Lamar, honestly, playing his best season yet, the Colts would be 3-3. Three and three. Carson Wentz is playing better than Patrick Mahomes at this point. And that's just, that's kind of my opinion, but he's playing better than Patrick Mahomes at this point because he's not turning the ball over. He's not doing too much. He's playing fine. And if Blankenship doesn't miss that kick last week, again, they'd be 3-3. Three and three. Packers and Bears. Bears are fine. Justin Fields didn't play a bad game. He's not great. He'll get there. He's a rookie. Cut him some slack. Cut him some slack. The defense was fine for the most part. It was 17-14 up until that last drive there with Aaron. And Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago. I don't know if anyone saw it or heard about it. Um, I saw it on I saw it on NFL Red Zone when Aaron Rodgers scored that last touchdown to kind of steal the win. Apparently, there was a Bears fan flipping him off. And this is how it goes. I've owned you my whole bleeping career. I own you. I still own you. I still own you. We're talking to Chicago. Now, Aaron Rodgers passed that off as getting blacked out during the game in a good way. And he saw the fan kind of flip him off, and he doesn't really remember what he said after that. He's full of it. He's, he didn't mean it. And this is just more of a rivalry. It's a fun thing. It's not anything to get butthurt about. Chicago Bears fans, I'm sorry, you got to admit it, he does own you, but you guys are on the bright side right now. You got yourself maybe your franchise quarterback, got a good defense, just kind of get some more depth at running back, I think, some younger pass rushers, and you should be fine. Not going to dive deep into that. That's an off-season thing. Next game, Rams-Giants. I'm not doing every game. I'm doing a lot of them, not every game. Daniel Jones should not have played this game. He got busted up versus Dallas. Forget crushing concussion protocol. When you can't stand on your own two feet, you should not play an NFL game the next week. If it was basketball, a sport of basketball where you got concussed on a Saturday and you were fine throughout the week, that's fine. You're not playing a contact sport, especially against one of the best defenses in the NFL with Aaron Donald, probably the meanest human being on the planet. 
Joe Judge needs to be fired almost immediately. You do not put your players in that position to get hurt even more. And then when you're getting blown out, at least, okay, fine. You want to put him in the game, he's fine. Okay, that's fine. You want to give your team the best chance to win. Put your starter out there. Maybe he was fine. I don't know. When you're getting blown out and you still have Daniel Jones in there, put Mike Glennon in. Put your backup in. What are you doing? Joe Judge needs to be fired. That's all I have to take from this game. Rams are still a great... The Rams are a great team. That's all I'm going to say on the Rams. Joe Judge is not a good coach. I'll leave it at that. Vikings-Panthers. What an overtime win for the Vikings. Skull. 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 Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, You like that? Yeah. (laughs) Pump the brakes, though, on Sam Donald being bad. He needs to get it together, kind of get back into it, but also pump the brakes on Panthers possibly competing with Tampa at all this year. Without Christian McCaffrey, they've just lost any sort of life they had. They looked fine against Dallas because Dallas's defense is good, but it's not like lights out good. They just made plays. They have playmakers on that team, especially Diggs. Um, Trayvon Diggs. And the Vikings, they're the Chiefs of the NFC. If those two teams could stop shooting themselves in the foot, they would be 5-1, Yes, I actually believe the Chiefs would be 6-0. If they didn't have those turnovers against Buffalo, it would have been a different game. That's all I'm going to say on that. I'll get into them later. Raiders Broncos. I talked about them earlier. Raiders talk about talk about needing to win with all that stuff this week. Derek Carr played phenomenal. Phenomenal. Went into a divisional opponent on the road with a tough defense and dropped thirty four points on him. Can't get much better than that with a how you respond. We all know life is ninety percent how you respond, ten percent what actually happens. And the Raiders responded in a perfect way. Congratulations to the Raiders. I actually wanted them to win that game. And they did. I'm sorry, Broncos fans. I have a couple of family members that are Broncos fans. However, the Raiders needed that win more than you guys did. You guys are fine. Yes, you're on a three-game losing streak. Broncos are fine. Raiders are fine. Everything's fine. Unless you're the Jaguars or the Dolphins. I'm not talking about that game, but... Yeah, let's go play a game in London. Let's go send our be- the best product out there. Send the winless Jaguars and the one-win Dolphins. That'll show you. That'll show London what we've got. Yeah, no, don't do that. I understand you want to protect your best assets like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, but there's no reason. There's nothing wrong with sending them to London. Maybe Mahomes has never been to London. Maybe he wants to go. Gosh, only thinking about yourselves, NFL. I'm really talking to the NFL today. I was being sarcastic on that last part, but still. Cowboys-Patriots. So, Patriots. Good team. Mac Jones made some throws. Bill Belichick, obviously, is still a great coach. He's probably going to be coaching for a few more years. I'm not going to like the day when I see him retire. Which, a little insight for you on me. I have aspirations of being a a coach one day. High school level, lower college level. There's other things I want to do in life, but if I can even volunteer to coach, that'd be great. And Bill Belichick is one of those reasons I do want to coach. Same with Nick Saban, Andy Reid, a couple other guys. 
Um, Mac Jones had a throw. So this game was kind of back and forth. Cowboys kind of played a bad game, but we're still in it, which shows how great they are. 12 penalties, I believe, on the defense, or most of those penalties were on the defense. Mac Jones threw a pick six to Trayvon Diggs. There was two minutes to go. Two minutes and 12 seconds, I believe. Trayvon Diggs returning for a touchdown. Kind of seems routine at this point. And the next next drive, it wasn't the next play, but the next drive, Mac Jones threw it right at Trayvon Diggs. Two's receiver. Caught it. It was a bullet. And Patriots ran it, and it was a touchdown. Goes into overtime. Eventually, Dak says, game over. Tosses it up to C.D. Lamb. Great game. Never thought Mike McCarthy would sort of out-coach Bill Belichick, which I don't think he did because his clock management is bad. But when your clock management is, be- management is that bad and you have a great, a good quarterback or even a great quarterback, they're going to bail you out. But what's going to happen in the playoffs? Because Mike McCarthy, his play, co- his, his play clock control, time management, I should say, is horrible. He's either too aggressive or too passive. Is either he wants to use a timeout right away or he doesn't even want to touch his timeouts. There's no in-between. Like Andy Reid over the years, these past few years, those last couple of years with Alex, these last few years with uh, Mahomes, he's gotten a lot better. I don't know if it's having the enemy there, but he's gotten a lot better. Now, Chiefs-Washington, I'm always going to end off with them just because everyone knows Chiefs are my favorite team. I'm going to end off with them. I'm not going to talk about that Sunday night football matchup. That was a bad game uh, between a, an aging quarterback and a backup quarterback. Sure, it was entertainment from a football stand, fan standpoint, but... I mean, DK Metcalf almost lost in the game. Seahawks, which they did lose, but he almost lost in the game in that moment in the, one of the, in the final drive of regulation and fumbled. And the, and the refs want to look at it. So I'm not getting into it right now. Um, Chiefs, Washington. So Chiefs, they've had turnover issues all year. And as I said earlier in the show, they are... If you want to know the difference between 3-3 and and 6-0 and right now, maybe 5-1, and because they maybe still lose to the Bills, maybe don't get blown out like they did. But the difference between five and one and three and three right now is shooting themselves in the foot. Cleveland, they they were fine. If Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Larry covers up the ball, which Ravens did make a good play and hit it out, but if he's covering up the ball right, you get you get Harrison Bucker and Bucker in more field goal range. Maybe Mahomes kind of does a little trick play and they toss up a touchdown. They win the game. They're two and up, right? Against the Chargers. They don't have three turnovers to start their first three possessions. They blow the Chargers out. Because say those are field goals, right? Or touchdowns. That's 21 points right there. 24 plus 21, that's 45. 45 to 20 something. I mean, week four against Philly, they were fine. They had one, they had one bad turnover when Mahomes was pressured and he forced it under Kelsey and the linebackers kind of jumped it. And then against Buffalo. Sure, Daniel Sorensen had a bad game in coverage. However, I 
However, that offense turned the ball over way too much again against a great team, and you can't win that. You can't win those games against a great team. Maybe you get lucky, and the great team just has a bad day. But if it's great team versus a great team, and one team is struggling mightily with holding onto the ball, that other great team is going to blow you out. No matter how good your quarterback is, no matter how good your coach is. No matter what type of receiver you have on that offense, if you keep turning the ball over, you're not going to win. And the Chiefs started off that way. They were Defense tackled really well. They finally started Juan Thornhill over Daniel Sorensen. I'm not saying Juan Thornhill is great. I'm not even going to say Sorensen is that bad. He's just not a coverage guy. He's more of like a linebacker decoy. Because he, he, can, he can pass rush. He can play fine on the run, not every play, but he can play fine. And he's at this point, he's just aging. He's been in the league for seven years. It's nothing against him. He's just not there anymore. But he can still pass rush. He can still generate something. He just can't play. He's not an every down guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't hate him by any means. I don't hate him on the team by any means. I want to keep him on the team, especially if Anthony Hitchens is hurt, and they kind of go with a four linebacker set on some plays. Anyways, that's a defense for you. Only allowed 13 points. They had one bad play at the end of the second half. And or Washington's last drive of the se- or first half, not second half, second quarter, I should have said. And they had a busted coverage. Juan Thornhill kind of went up too far. And Ben Newman dropped back a little too far. And they had two receivers just right there. It was like a verticals play. If you play Madden or if you know anything. And there's an engage eight on defense. And they had three guys in the back and those two guys came up and they had one safety back there and you had three receivers on Washington on one side of the field well one of those receivers caught it and it happened to be Ricky Seals Jones one of the slowest players in the NFL offensively scored walk-in touchdown that was just a miscommunication it's going to happen once in a while it's fine if it's one time maybe two times even against great teams it's fine but if it's nine or ten times a game like it has been that's bad and they've cleaned that up this week. They were tackling a lot better. Sure, they allowed a couple plays here and there. I don't know what happened exactly, but Tyron Matthew just went off and went ballistic on that sideline. I don't know if that woke up the team, and I'm assuming it was something like, we should not be, this team should not be scoring on us like this. They should not be doing us like this. And they only scored one touchdown, two field goals. So the defense did fine. Not great, but fine. Tackled, gr- tackled great compared to what they have. Anyways, offense, first half, you had scored 10 points. They were down 10 to 13 at the half. Why? Because Tyreek Hill still can't hang on to the ball. He kind of slipped into his route, but you got to catch it with your hands, not your chest, not your biceps. You're taught that in peewee. I know sometimes these guys get a little out of the fundamentals because they're making millions. They've been in it for years. Getting away from the fundamentals has helped them as built them out of trouble a lot. Same with Mahomes. On the last offensive drive, Mahomes was getting sacked and threw it up like a baseball. And no look to throw too. He was looking away when he did it. And it was intercepted. He literally threw it like a fastball. And it was intercepted. End of the half. And Mahomes has walked off, looked looked upset. I would not be surprised if Matthew, Mahomes, Biennemi, and Reed were all yelling in that locker room at halftime. Yelling doesn't solve anything to an extent, but sometimes you got it. And if they did, that second half, 
I don't think Washington crossed the 50. No, they did. The first offensive drive for the Chiefs was a punt. Bad punt by Tommy Townsend. Kind of shanked off his foot. Which you can't blame him. He's punted nine times. Anyways. And Washington got the ball across the 50. Just because of that punt. They didn't cross the 50 after that, I don't believe. If they did, maybe once. A defense played great. And they're supposed to against a team like that. No offense, Washington. No offense, Taylor Heineke. If the Chiefs could play like they did offensively and defensively, they did that in the second half, nobody's beating them. I don't care who, who's playing. And I'm not saying that as a Chiefs fan. I'm not trying to be unbiased here. If the team is fully healthy, and this can kind of go for any sports team, if the team is fully healthy and just plays almost perfectly, they're winning every game. And again, I can go for every sports team in the world. But the Chiefs just have that much talent and that good of a quarterback. If they could play like that the rest of the year, that second half, obviously they're not going to play perfect. No one's going to play perfect. The Bills are playing the Titans right now. They're not. They haven't played perfect, and Titans just scored. Derrick Henry got another touchdown. It's twenty three twenty three right now. Third quarter, four twenty three to go. Pending extra point, it's all tied up. Anyways, nobody's stopping this team if they play like they did in that second half. I don't. I don't care if it was against Washington. If they do it to Tennessee, and don't say they can't beat Derrick Henry because in the 2019 AFC Championship game, they held him to 70 rushing yards, 75. I think it was 77 to be exact. Chiefs will be fine. Wednesday will be a power ranking show. And and predictions for college football, NFL. I'm kind of kind of kind of look at WWE's pay per view for Thursday, and then a little bit of the MLB playoffs. Might look at some NBA action because the season tips off tomorrow night. Might talk a little bit about hockey. I don't know yet. We'll see how much I can kind of get through because I am working. I am in college. I, I can't get through everything. Hockey and NBA aren't really worth talking about till maybe February. So we'll see. And then we'll go from there. Have a good one. See you guys.